0: You're listening to the Out of the Box podcast with Timmy, Halisa, and Sinashaw.
1: Welcome to Out of the Box and Halisa. We have Duro, Timmy, and Sinashaw. And today is an amazing day. We also have a guest. Special welcome to our guest, Hetty Dre. Thanks for joining us today. And um, yeah, it's going to be an amazing one. Hello, hello, hello. So Hetty J, please. Um, in fact, just at the introduction, everybody's familiar with the other people. <laughs> so thanks for joining us today.
2: Thank you for inviting me. Alisa, Timmy and Senator. thank you.
1: We're well, very very glad to have you um today we'll be having conversations around what's happening in the sahel region so um the sahel region as you all know is all of those you know countries under the sahara desert a lot has been going on the region has been tense for for a little bit so um that's the conversation we'll be having today um guys <laughs> um sign the show and do it to me um can you can you join in the conversation and you can introduce yourself if you want to? But people are already very familiar with you so let's let's talk about um everything that's happening in the region but I think today we are trying to look at the coup the task that has been happening and also you know conversations around neocolonialism like what's happening in the 21st century why are these regions continually having a sort of like a brutal takeover of power you know so those are the conversations we would have today um Come on.
3: Come on, come on, come on! Is it really brutal? Huh? Be serious, be serious. Where exactly have we seen the so-called brutality? Abegu, it doesn't seem as such, right? Of course, um, what has been, um, what is going on across the Sahel, particularly in Africa, looks like a hell of a thing there. Um, in the view sense, considering the history that we've had of um, military takeover in Africa, and then, of course, um, what is usually the case whenever we hear military takeover. So particularly for me, I find it um, unpalatable when you said Bruta, I don't know, maybe Durotimi or Etidu has got a different uh, perception or perspective, let me say, uh, to the whole conversation. I have not seen anything Bruta, especially this last one. Can we hear you? Or is
2: it right? I, I don't think the debate there is any debate about whether it's brutal or not, because brutality is actually a relative term. If we are suffering under the poverty that is occasioned by the instability we have across Sahel, we might see the entire episode as brutal. So, brutal is not just the open force that we know. So, I don't think we should. Focus too much on whether it is brutal or not. Many, more than 50% of the population is actually living in poverty. And when I talk about poverty, I'm talking about real poverty. They face the climate changes really affects them more than the people in the coastal countries. So I think one can say it is brutal in that sense, in the broad sense of the word. So over to you, my, my people.
1: Thank you, but uh, why I said that is because of the initial perception someone would would have. If someone say "cool," you would think of military, like you know, taking somebody, it's taking over power, and that sight alone in people's mind is a brutal one. And so, uh, maybe deliberately or not, I I think I've done this a little bit. Like I I will say these things, and I'll come back to it, and I'll say it's actually true because the perception that people have when they hear of like military cool is not one of okay, let's shake. Can't you know let's let's do such um let's smile it's not usually not like that right so that's that's also like one, one of the things and, and you know there's a lot of conversations around it's like many people are even trying to bring the conversation of if cool can be democratic <laughs> so it's it's a lot like so let let's see how you want to guide the conversation also. also like um there's been a lot that is going on so i just want to hear maybe your initial take on when on why you think that cool details are still happening in Africa, like. You know, even in this century, this this current century, because when you hear about the ones that have happened previously, it's like the one that happened maybe in, in USSR or even before USSR or something like that. If there was anything like that in the Soviet Union or in Iran, you know, very, very long time ago. Sometimes it seems like it's such an outdated thing. Like, why is it still happening in Africa? So you can link it to the underdevelopment. But, you know, so that those conversations like why is why are we having coups in Africa? Uh, at this particular point in time? That's my, my, my initial question. I want to like, pick your brains on that.
3: Uh, I, I will um, say first off, right, of course, without um, butting in too much today, I will say first off, we might need to first look at the governmental structure along the places or in the places where we have been seeing this code. Uh, it just doesn't make sense right for something that generally there is a consensus that like of its not so palatable nature to happen in places over time and there's been no way out of it so while i was trying to um, properly um get a hang of the old thing, some of the things that came to mind and i would also like to clarify that with etty uh, thankfully, he is knowledgeable um, about subjects around like this. It's the fact that don't you think the military men are just taking their own share of the spoils? Because it will seem like the current political arrangement, especially in Africa, is such where the elites some so-called political elites are just sharing positions among themselves so that they can have their bite of the common patrimony of the people. So now you have some people as well that are elites and they are in the military. Like the man in um, Niger, for instance. I am aware that he's been there as the head of presidential guard for more than 20 years. I think... Based on the stories and the information that are trickling out of that space, he has also, as a matter of fact, participated in being the head of guard for more than five presidents in Nigeria Republic. So, if you are looking for the elite, political elite within that structure, it makes sense to see him as one of them. So, if you guys, you have been eating, you've been enjoying yourself, you've been flexing all along. Maybe it's time for me to, to eat too. Perhaps until we leave, a politi- we, we develop a political system wherein service is at the heart of everything, then you will see that attraction, the attraction that is there, um, this kind of alley or to force your way in. Like there's a man in Nigeria who said, chase them, hijack it. Uh, there, were, there were lines of words that were used and people were even debating like, is this right? He said P- power is not given la carte. So I just think that nature of our political environment in itself encourages cool. the elites in the military. We just wanted to have their own shares of the spoil. And what do you think, Um, Flyeraster?
0: I think people like to tackle symptom, um, yeah, visible symptoms, and always like to forget the root cause because it's always cause and effect. You know, we we'll, do cause and effect. You know, so people like to get focused on the effects because. Most times the effects are very are more visible than the causes, you know. So, and I think it should always be holistic. You know, that's what I really say. So it's not just castigating or criticizing something, but if you if if you are not active in criticizing the cause or try to stop the cause, then I just think it's not it's not sincere. But anyways, do let me. Um, I don't know how the circle is, I don't know how it's working, so let me just move for now. Thank
1: you. The question I threw tr- was like, um, why are we having cool in Africa at this current time? Uh, it might seem very, very like, you know, <laughs> it might seem like an, a very obvious answer. Like, yeah, development, like it's connected directly, but there's a lot of areas that are underdeveloped. But now it, that it comes to my mind, I think there's, there was also something similar like that in Myanmar. So Because I was trying to say, ah, there are develop- underdeveloped countries that are still pretty manageable but it seems like it's something that we're seeing we're seeing it go around these sahel regions like a tsunami and i think that a lot of countries are tense so just trying to bring it back home but heti let's let's have you now before we go back um, around
2: okay i think for me there are many reasons there are historical reasons so for instance if you, if you are speaking specifically to sahel you have to look at the Historical reason is tied to neocolonism in the Sahel. And I'm speaking about the French exploitation of the Sahel region. That exploitation itself creates instability in that region. Because what it simply means is that even though many of those countries have flag independence, their economy is tied to exploitation by the French interests. That's on one side. On the second side for the history angle, is the concept of the military on the African continent. All the military forces that we have on African continent were created by the colonial Marauders. And they were created to suppress the people. And they were more powerful than the people when they were created. So you now have a situation where after independence, an institution that was more powerful than the people that was created to suppress and oppress the people, who now have to bow down to civilian authority. So there is always that clash too where ultimately those people just feel like we can do it better so there is that angle but there is also a modern angle for me which are for science specifically the question of climate change because of the climate change angle for instance apart from the ordinary exploitation of resources mineral resources we now have a situation where more and more people are being pummeled by the climate by desertification i think that's what's the major problem in israel and that is reducing people's access to resources. Lake Chad, for instance, is drying up, so that means many people that rely on Lake Chad as an economic uh, lifeblood, they are suffering. They have to get somewhere. So that also is creating anger. The fall of Libya is also a recent development that allows the movement of arms and ammunitions across Sahel. Apart from the, what we have said, the failure of the leadership. So I think once you have that kind of a broad mindset, we know why is happening in the Sahel for now and why to some extent many of the coastal cities or countries are protected for now but it's coming down ultimately because all these factors too they are there even in the coastal countries thank you guys let me just stop there for now
1: I mean that's a very good angle. Climate change. I I know we've heard like the recharge, recharge, recharge Lake Chad. But, I mean, and Chad is currently under military rule, right? So that's an interesting angle. I've not heard anybody really talk about climate change in that light. Uh, and you know, that that's that's yeah. What do you what do you, what do you guys have to say about that? About any other you know any other thing that you want to add? <laughs> anyone can, can sign a show let's hear you or, or flyers that you can even like you know t- speak to us
0: um so to the question i think you know apart from the climate um mgm angle you know that he brought up i think which is very very valid and is it is, is an important uh, factor i think for if i'm trying to look at it politically and from the rule of law angle you know i think with the codes happening in um in so-called um, democracies or civilian rules, you know, I think first is up to, you know, look into how the countries were, when they were practicing the democracy, you know. So, you know, how democratic really was, was it? Because people always forget um, the importance of rule of law, you know. And people always think um, rule of law institutions that that, um, that are meant to be for justice is determined just by the harshness of the polity or of, of, the, of the punishments or how scary it is, you know. But people always know that that's not necessarily all that matters. It's not just about having the facility to uh, to punish, but it's about how diligently and fairly you are taking out the justice, and how enthusiastic you are to find justice and make sure rule of law is is, is enforced, you know, fairly, you know, because that affects psychic of people, you know. And then that's what solidifies rule of law and institutions, and then that's what makes it even harder for For all those kind of things to happen, because people know that okay, this is just just getting stronger, you know. So, it it, is a ripple effect, you know. But once the the ruling class themselves know this rule of like the rule of law is is weak, the mentality of people people don't even people don't respect it, you know. It's easy for anything I think is undemocratic uh, because that's already, already the principle for me, for, for Foundation of Democracies. And once that is lost, it's just the name. It's just you calling a dog a cat and saying because you said it's a cat, then it's a cat. But not trying to tick the boxes of what um, a dog should be and what a cat should be. And that's really the issue with um, the so-called democracies and why coups, Why it's easy for them to, to to have coups because it's like, you can call it democracy. It's just civilian rules rule you know and, 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 I, and i like to say with the civilian um, rule that we have you know the highest what really gives um the president the power um really is it is is his highest title we are the um chief commander and um, commander-in-chief of the armed forces you know so um so you don't want military rule but what really gives the uh, the president power is the military force you know Quota, you know and that's why he's the is now the in charge of the military you know so he's like it's just that now everyone else also has. It's just not solely military, you know, and that's just really the difference to me because the foundation of the democracy is not really there. So it's very easy for anything to come come through, you know, and and, and that's what I think, basically.
3: Okay, if I get that succinctly put, um, you are saying, one, the very foundation upon which a democratic society should be built if it's faulty, like we have in most of the sub-Saharan African countries, especially along the West African coast, to the Sahel, if it's faulty, then anything can anything can give, anything can take, and then very importantly as well, you you also hinted at something. I want to be sure that's what you mean. That in a case where what gives people the right to perpetuate themselves in office is the fact that they are the grand commander of the federal republic or they are the chief commander of the armed forces or they are one military head or the other even though they are wearing a civilian dress if the legitimacy is not coming from the majority of the people then anything can give i mean it can give and anything can take if i'm getting you right which to me right makes a
0: lot of sense
3: uh thank you very much did I get you right? Please, Fly Raster.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Perfectly put. That's really... I didn't summarize it for me. Thank you.
3: All right, all right. I mean, we do this a lot so that our listeners can get to have a feel of the spirit behind the word, really. Uh, they let us kill. They said the spirit gives life. So, in that sense, uh, do to me. Are you there?
4: <laughs> I I would say that, um, you know, it's been a, it's, it's been a, a very eventful week all over africa you know um and i am you know i i would say i'm happy with the conversations that we are having now because it seems like you know majority maybe besides nigeria because it seems like we are the only ones that where we have a percentage of our population you know speaking from different sides you know uh you know, uh, but I think when I look around the conversation that's going around Africa, uh, the, this that has gone around Africa this week, it's been very pleasing to see, you know, that, you know, Africans are finally, you know, speaking up and speaking out. And with all courage, just like our, 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 our ancestors, you know, uh, we are, we've we gotten that courage again to say, hey, man, you guys, you know, um the get out of africa and, and that is what you know um the guys that have taken over in uh majority of these countries these west african countries you know have been have been saying that you know their resources you know uh they have been exploited you know and that brings me to the conversation about exploitation because for me i i you know <laughs> it's been a <laughs> we've been going back and forth you know on social media and everything and i think uh left to me i i just like i said on pre on some other platforms that i still believe in democracy i still believe democracy is is one of the best um, systems of government that that we have there because it actually empowers the people to you know actually speak or vote. you know after taking like a deeper look at it you know you find out that just like you guys have said you know when we have imperfect democracy not even imperfect because you know a democracy can never be perfect but we have terrible democracies you know uh that are counterproductive to the idea of what democracy you know should stand for then there's no way that you will not still have all of this you know coups you know um happening all across africa so um and then you know when when the 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 the, the sec the dynamic of um this guy is trying to say, you know, we have to kick out the French. We have to kick out these colonial masters from our country. They are still here. Their presence is still heavy. They are still exploiting us. We are still living in in, in, in perpetual poverty. Our people are not benefiting. You know, that 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 excites it excites me as an African, you know, to see that, you know, that's really happening, you know, right now. So uh, I think that that's, that's basically... Um, it's for me on this issue i am more on the side of exploitation and kicking out these guys from um africa see
1: i think i think uh, why why are you all being so timid (laughs) i know what you all think about this stuff Dorothy, are you like what? What is happening? Okay, let me even bring it down to specifics. Uh, So there are many people that had that have this whole opinion, or no, not even opinion. There's a very well-formed thought around um, democracy and military, right? Or democracy versus military that we've been having. They they say like one thousand. What's it called? The worst form of democracy is better than the best form of military, right? so th- there's this you know conversation and um, we've heard of it so there is there is this thing ar- around this topic that i feel like we are we're kind of too timid about it we're kind of too timid about it so let's actually even myself like even going into this i'm like how honest do i want to be about this conversation because like like you said you guys have brought up like really good angles like we've gone from you know climate change and we've gone from the from um we've gone to the point of like you know rule of law not being um upheld the way it should be and we've even gone to the point that there are some democratically elected presidents that are being called you know head of the armed forces so how is that even you know is, is it just about the name or, or whatever so for me i don't know how honest i want to be about this conversation because i think that we we are at a place now where we don't know we don't really know we've seen a lot of people that are kind of, it seems like they're sympathizing with cool. They're like, at this point, we don't even uphold rule of law. People are arrested anyhow in Nigeria. So what's the difference people were still speaking during the time that there was military rule people are speaking now people are getting elect- um, arrested you know without you know being properly charged during the military rule same thing is happening now so what exactly do you think is the difference between you know when nigeria had military rule or when you know some countries had you know military rule and when they had democratic rule because it feels like it's looking like there's no huge difference right or, or well,
4: well, for me, let, let me, I think I can take this off first. Um, I think that uh, to me, I, I agree with that statement that, um, you know, uh, 1,000 imperfect democracies is better than military rule because in democr- under the democratic rule, we have the ability to speak out. Yes, uh, there are some things that you will not be able to see under any military uh, government. And we have the ability to, I mean, like, if it wasn't for democracy, I think a whole lot of us that, you know, you know are very outspoken about the issues of this country we will not dare you know to to do it so I, I do not support coups I don't support me I don't support the military but for me there's a scale of preference scale of preference is we Africans have been exploited for too long we've been exploited we are down there so as I have a belief system and I believe in democracy, but then there's a scale of preference because and I can also shove that my belief, you know, uh, to one side for now because even the democracy that we're having is not perfect. It's not easy. It's it's, it's it's very it's very uh, 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 faulty. You know, we have a, a scenario like if I use Nigeria as an example, where court orders are not obeyed, where the people don't benefit from the don't 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 really you know enjoy the democracy the way it should be enjoyed the freedom is not there you know but it is not still as bad as the military because we had some of the worst times in this country under the military so there's a difference we know that there's a difference but when i now you know i talked about scale of preference for someone like me human rights is at the top of that scale so, if it was to be that these soldiers are saying, "Oh, yeah, we want to kick out the French, we want to kick out colonial masters, we want to kick out corrupt politicians that are that are the uh, what do they call them again? Uh, they call them what do they call those people who are uh, puppets, <laughs> the puppets of the West, right?" But in doing that, you are now abusing your people. We are seeing gross human rights violation. Then I will not support you. right? So, for me, it is human rights first kicking these guys out and making sure that our resources benefit us as Africans, right? is on, on, on the second, uh, scale of that preference before we can now talk about the democracy that is not even really democracy i mean look at the elections that we have in nigeria we have elections where people can come out and tell you that you should not you're not you should not don't come out to vote if you're from a certain tribe you have things that they even do to smaller political parties even before the major election the way they sideline them the way they are not they don't they don't have that um uh, uh equality there's no equality like i can't just come out to say even if i have better ideas than these guys that are there even if i have you know um um, uh, uh, better things to offer to the people I can't just come out and want, say I want to run for office so all of the democracy that we have where people are, people just get picked up, people get arrested anyhow it's not really perfect so I can shove that even, even though I believe that democracy is the best system and even if it is flawed it is 10,000 times better than what we would experience under the military regime but because of what the, the, the dynamic that is in this conversation which is in making sure that Africans are not continually exploited by disguise, guys the west right that is what will make a lot of people and that is where the military guys for now to me that's where they are winning the narrative politics is all about narrative and what they're doing is, is politics but at the same time but the narrative that is there is helping them you know right now so that's what me i have to say but
2: okay for me i would try to clarify certain things because i think we conflate meanings of words number one there is democracy. So we make, we make an argument that democracy is better than any form of military government. I think the argument is correct. But there is also what we call civilian rule. Civilian rule is not synonymous to democracy. Electionary is not synonymous to democracy. So what we call democracy in many parts of Africa, even in the world, are that are not democracy. They are just civilian rule. And what I see, in my, by my own reckoning, is that we have a civilian rule that has actually committed a coup against democracy. So what you claim to be democracy for many people is not democracy. Yes, I, I can give it to you that civilian rule guarantees certain civil liberties and rights that many military governments might not guarantee. But civil liberties and rights is just like when slavery ended in the U.S., and the slaves were told, now you are free. You can go ahead and live a free life. But you didn't have access to land. They don't have access to anything. So what freedom is that? It's a freedom to go hungry. It's a freedom to go deg- beggarly. So when we talk about this freedom, we have to put it in context. Is it the freedom just to speak that we are talking about? So many civilian governments that we have on an African continent, they are not democracy. They are not democratic. They are actually committing their own coup against the democracy that they are begging for. What I see civilian government is just like people just coming together, powerful people coming together. That instead of using gun to get to power, can we organize election among ourselves and choose who wins through? electoral process thank
1: you i mean i like that distinction civilian rule and democracy i think that's a very good one we need to start using that like i think because because it's just like a stark difference that we need to say okay democracy versus military rule be like let's keep democracy aside seems like we've not practiced that in a bit
3: (laughs) why don't you add a little bit of gloss to it and make it a little bit more shiny uh thank you you know i always like your perspective and this is why i would say Right, this kind of information, right, is what people need to have. For instance, when, when you were talking, it came to mind as well. You said the liberty they allow you. I don't know, maybe this makes sense to anyone. <laughs> the liberty they allow you is not necessarily a, a kind of um a freedom where we arrived at a position of what should be and what should not. It is literally the idea of saying, I still own you, but you are not working on plantation again. You can go and live in Alaska now. You can go and live in Alabama now. You can go towards Tuscaloosa now in Alabama. You can go towards anywhere. But whenever you offend me, I can still put my knee on your neck and suffocate you to death. It doesn't matter. And there won't be justice for you. And I think that's prevailing conversation. And this will now take us to the other angle. Because whenever we are talking about military rule, right, like um, Alisa was pointing out earlier, one of the justification that the military guys bring is they want to tell you that they are another form of Thomas Sankara. And what they want to do is to liberate you uh, from uh, neocolonialism which in itself is a big problem. Now, I was thinking about this topic, and it came to mind as well, that there is the place of democracy. And I think, like Etienne said, we need to properly define and contextualize the meaning of the word democracy. Because it will seem that people do not understand that the world in itself is ordinarily a construct of people and power. Now, who are these people? All over the world, anywhere you get to, you see different kind of people orchestrating or orchestrating, as you may want to call it, the kind of liberty or designing the kind of liberty that they will allow the people. For instance... We went from a gold standard kind of currency to a purely fiat kind of currency. When I say fiat now, it's not backed by anything. It is just paper. And the supposed authority of a government. And there are some currencies now that are almost becoming a global currency. So it means when those people make their own policies, wherever they are, monetary policy, it impacts the world in its entirety. Now let's open the window of this conversation. We have opened one window. Let's open the other window so that we can cross vent. Uh, uh, we can get cross um, ventilation of these ideas. Yeah. Now, I would like to quickly up to fly- fly Raster. What do you make of neocolonialism within the context of this coup, uh, uh, misruled by civilian rulers, like uh, Etidre will say, because. Going by Etidre's um, espouser now, it will seem to me like there are no democracies in West Africa, or let me say amongst ECOWAS countries. So let's have you Etidre. What do you make of a neocolonialism within the context of this broad range of conversation that we have?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I would like to have flyers
0: I, I, I would like to even continue on on the premise cetera, um on on, on 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 that tangent anyways, you know. And I think it's something people always conflate. So I've, i always hear it when people make that same phrase. The words um democracy is better than the the military rule, you know. But I always say um the opposite of democracy is not military. I don't know, you know, so I I, I think we need to understand the thing we're saying. The opposite of democracy is either um and dictatorship, you know, or tyranny, you know, so but I, I think we've been fooled or deceived in a way to just think civilian rule automatically means democracy and the military rule automatically means tyranny because um it is not impossible to have a military ruler that can still be democratic in office if we as the people can make provisions for that so we need to understand when we just say so that's why me i'm not really i don't really buy that statement because of of what it means in its originality now people say it in 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 because they are just putting things on it trying to make military rule automatically look automatically look like it is um it is it is meant to be autocratic like it cannot be if you if, if you can make provisions for that because um yeah, because then it, it makes a it makes it a bigger conversation because it now says what kind of people are in your military, why you think they can die for the country but you think while they are in service they can't do what is right for the country. So but that's a different um, argument if we go on that tangent. So that's why we need to understand the thing. So is it, um, when I, I want to quickly move it to the neocolonialism aspect and and, and, and and what you asked. I think now when people see um Civilian rule. Automatically, they just think it is um what they think it is. But and when people see the military, people are, are, are already think what it thinks think um, what they think it is. You know, and when it comes to taking power, people like to use use um use what would I call um things that they know will um will um, um, affect the feelings of the people. So now there's a new colonialism angle. But for Africa. To break free from neocolonialism i think people always think neocolonialism can only exist with your former colonizers and i think that's what is usually um amazing to me when i see people with the romance with them um, with um russia and stuff you know and before i quickly go hope um I'm, I'm 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 on point to the question before i go on the, on, on the wrong tangent anyways um i'm still on i'm on, is, is is that like the perspective of what you're asking for beyond angle, or? Yeah, yeah, on colonialism angle?
3: Yeah, you are well on course to helping us.
0: Okay, okay. So, um, when people, you know, so people automatically think neocolonialism can only happen with your former, with your direct former colonizers or people aligned with your direct fellow colonizers, you know. And that's why it's easy for people to not see. Um, the china what, is chi- what china's or um, motives are in africa or what russia's motives are in africa and people like to and i know because people are not educated enough in the intricacies because and it's very hard you know um to even for them to even know the intricacies of these things because even the surface level thing that they should know to even be able to vote right or do things right they've never passed that first base you know so now talking to these intricacies for them you know and these people the the ruling elites um, know these things, you know. So they can play play to the subtle emotions of the people because now everyone is waiting for a new Thomas Sankara or a new I um heart grip. And because um mentally, part of the neocolonialism and the colonizers effect has already changed, has warped the minds of um, black people in the sense of they see themselves as animals that need strong hand, you know, so they romanticize strong hand and is a manifestation, but they do, some people don't know. They just think we just need, ah, Nigerians are, ah, now Nigerians, Nigerians need strong hand. And people say it like they're not Nigerians, you know. So when you say Nigerians need strong hand, they're not just saying it for people because people like to see someone doing something so extreme and think, ah, Nigerians need strong hand, don't change. But you're talking to yourself too, and you are subconsciously saying that you also need strong hand. So you need to now be introspective and then just look at why you think you deserve strong hand. Why you think the Europeans don't deserve strong hand? Why is it you that deserve strong hand? And why do you think without strong hand, you won't listen, you know? Or you won't be able to do right, you know? Once we can now see these things and trace it back, then we'll be able to realize all these things. And that will take us to the journey and know that, okay, what can emancipate Africa is not military coup cool or this coup cool or whatever, or democracy, no. What emancipate Africa and all African nations is the mind. And when I say the mind is not just mind without action, because many people say the mind is not just you um, talking, 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 and knowing things that are not going to practic- practicalized Because the um, the essence of knowledge is knowledge in action, not just knowledge to save. So if you are saving your knowledge and you just know and you're just a bystander and just a spectator in the events or history happening, then your knowledge is fruitless. Because your, your knowledge, you know, is like it's like talents and you know the the mytholo- uh, mythological story that was used after. The, that was said about talents in in in, in, in the Bible of how if you don't your talent, to will be taken from you. So even if your knowledge might not be necessarily taken from you, but it is worthless in the grand scheme of things. Because what gives things value is what the things can do. So the value of gold is people seeing what they can use gold for and what they now strive gold for or what they use gold for because or 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 petrol, you know. But don't let me even talk too much about that, you know. So when people have knowledge of things, and they know what they want, and they know their history, and they know that what can save Africa is self sufficiency in every single way within the borders and outside the neighboring countries. Until that is the major goal of anybody taking leadership and not saying the West is my enemy, so let me waste precious time to align with another person because it's that person's enemy too, and then forget you know, and, and it's like something the, Yor- the Yoruba say, eh, Meoni, Meoni Tori, um, Error, Pay Maluni, brother. And which means, I don't because of meat or beef, call a cow my brother, you know, because you want beef. You know, say, oh, this cow is my brother. And, and, and that's why I see with um, these schools and how they are just inspired, giving people um, some kind of hope or some kind of nostalgia of, oh, Thomas Sankara or this uh, military or Rawlings or whatever, and then try to now um, liars with the Russians. And, you know, so I think if people, if the knowledge um, angle and perspective and holistic introspective um, analysis of things if people are not holistic, if people see things of just one angle and are not willing to get under angles and not just parrot what has been told to them, then I think that's the first step for us um, combating these things and to round it up with, um, with the original question um, with the democracy and military I think every, I'm not I, I'm not against um, military rule and I'm not I, I prefer personally democracy you know so me personally I prefer democracy because of what it stands for you know so I'm not against military rule because I don't think I think if we as a people we can decide that we can let military or a military man that is in active service be a president in a democratic system so which might might be called a military rule you know and these, these things are and were not made by by god these things were made and tweaked and everything everything can be tweaked Anyone should have a right to be because democracy gives everyone the right you know you know uh, and, and um, of of being of being um, of getting to power but if you are now saying because of job people cannot do it. i don't I, I don't buy that so i don't think military rule in its entirety is necessarily bad but it's the mind of the people because it's not about if civilian or not. The civilian person, they had no interest of the people. The military person, to my not or may have better, you know. So I just think we should just know what these words are and see if they are working because the action of the words is what determines if it's a democracy or not. But I'll round up in that. Thank you.
1: Wow you know no, let me just let's quickly say this because when i was listening to you like i feel like a lot of questions came up in my mind because i mean maybe in the beginning i was like okay it's like in the beginning we sound like oh it seems like are we against democracy are we now against military at the same time but now it's like you all of these things are actually concepts you know you can actually have like military existed in democracy and when you you there, there's this like thing that is about what's it called Nationalism, right? And it's one of the things that we lack seriously in Nigeria. And sometimes I think that um, even Sinocho has hinted to the fact that we don't have a Nigerian project because, like, we do not maybe have strong allegiance, like, allegiance to Nigeria, right? So sometimes when I see the military, and I see they maybe existing in some countries, of course, they can be a tool. They can be people use them. It, it just it exists in different forms. But then when I see the military, sometimes I'm like they are like the peak of nationalism. They are the ones that are like you see this night. Nigeria is my country like because they eat sleep and breathe these things so sometimes you're like maybe they're the ones that would actually be able to fight for the country because they are the ones that um that live breathe nationalism They live and breathe this um banner that is called whatever country it is if it's America it's America if it's Nigeria I think it's Nigeria so maybe (laughs) maybe but sign sign you wanted to say something
3: I I was actually gonna say oh civilian rule and military rule, to me they are the same one and the same and perhaps until we get a pro- working democracy right and i'm not sure we can do democracy halfway there's no doing democracy halfway because the um idea behind democracy in itself is that the people are ruling i don't know maybe this makes sense so when the people rule right in unison They create an environment where everyone, right? Because if I have input into something, that thing should ordinarily not burn me, except if burning is the only thing that 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 thing can do. I don't know. Maybe this makes sense. So when the people chip in their thought, one or two things like that, then the conversation changes to a democracy because. What makes it democracy is the fact that people are able to influence actions and decisions and policies. One other thing that is very close and I would like um, us to pick on, of course, we will have to wait on that so that we can take Etty's perspective, because I figured he was trying to speak earlier. I want to see what he thinks, of course, particularly about uh, what uh, uh, Flavster has touched on. Just some minutes ago. No,
2: because um, life itself is a process. So I, I think we were only speaking in the grey area. It will have to be nuanced in our discussion. So, for instance, because I grew up under military rule in Nigeria, I just don't like military rule for any reason, because unlike the civilian rule where give or take the one thousand people are ruling us under military, rule, maybe you have about hundred people ruling you, and the more concentrated power is the more abuse it will be subjected to. Like they say, absolute power, corrupt, absolutely. So I'm no-no for military. But I don't moralize it. So if a civilian government is failing its people, it is not improving their material condition, destroying their economy. If I like, let me preach from now till, till forever. It will not stop military from taking over because it's not about preaching. For me, the antidote to to military rule is actually for the civilians that are ruling to deliver to their people that's the only antidote. It's not by preaching to them so whether i like military or not what to bring about military intervention into the governance system of any country is the failure of the political system and somewhere i use this example uh two, was it two years ago during the election in the u.s between donald trump and joe biden They had to force the military to even come out in the u.s to say no they are not going to intervene they are just going to stand down because the political system was also breaking down in the u.s so it might sound somehow to people that even in the u.s people are talking about military intervening so military will always intervene because they are the iron fist that hold the political system so except you are able to prove to them that the political system is strong enough to hold the leash on the military boys they will always intervene so for them not to intervene, you must deliver good governance. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. Um, but now that we you know we are talking about two things in a way, like coup or neocolonialism, colonialism so I just want to like bring a question to like bring the two together, right? Do you think Africa can liberate itself? You know, actually free themselves from colonial masters and colonial rule without military force, without any sort of force? Is there a, a a room for for some kind of like um, should I say diplomacy? That's just I want to draw it around the house, please, everybody. So we just like bring in the two, you know, this thing together. Since we've tried to, you know, have nuanced or balanced argument.
0: Um, for me, I think Af- Africa can Africa um will liberate uh, liberate itself by itself first, and also if collectively Africa wants to liberate itself, definitely. Uh, military assistance will definitely be needed, and when I say military assistance, not just like as a, um just as giving orders, but there will be countries that will be under military rule that will also join um in the in the revolution that's going to happen. So uh, I think they are, they are they are important because if if I'm going through history in Africa, part of the fighters of or um, part of the revolutionaries, a military person is involved, and you know. We don't know what if was alive if was there for 30 years maybe he would have you know gone rogue or not but at least with what with the evidence before us we could see how uh, in four years he was able to at least you know keep true to what he was saying and, you can, and we could see that his words were not just for rhetoric but there were and um, there were other uh, plans in motion to actualize those words you know so i think um the history history of which we might not necessarily repeat itself or every, anything but i don't think any option should be seen as no never because because we should look at, we should be looking at the realities of the issue, not what we are already um, projecting on, on on those issues. So I think yeah, military will always be because because in this kind of um in in, in to liberate yourself or um, as a group, you need every part of your society because every part of your society is is necessary if you truly want to be you know. So the worst of the people, you know, are needed. So because people like to look like. Every, anyone is not useful because what keeps nations now in the type of capitalistic world they're living in, what keeps nations powerful are them making sure they have people that are crazy enough to be mass murderers, which they can call special soldiers. You know, so it's romanticized and it's made, and we are made to accept it as reality because, oh, it was just giving others, oh, they, it, it can't default another, like it's normal my human being. So they has become, you know, we try to justify it because we know that is needed so we can deal with that and not knowing but when it now comes to other things you think oh this person that will trained, this this maniacs that we've trained no no no, no we don't need them they're good for all the other people so once that so but we need to realize that for a society to liberate itself the worst and the best everyone has a part to play as long as you can make everyone be focused on one goal and what is the goal is the liberation of african so if you are the worst uh, military and uh, um, you're the craziest killer military guy in one country or you like to you know but you are still pan-african for the time being you need to be know that this um, you know you need to know that this is a morality battle this is a battle of liberation so everyone will come on board that's for me personally
4: really interesting conversation i think um that uh i think that um we we as africans you know my own concern what i just want to speak on is even the whole thing of you know some african countries like nigeria you know being used as a tool to pull back or try or to stop the liberation that i don't want to say the liberation is about to happen because all i think our eyes should still you know be open uh, to see what these guys are really doing, if they are really walking the walk and not just talking the talk. Like some people have suggested, it's not just enough to dress like Thomas Sankara and, you know, you know, it's you have to really show it that you are, you know, for your people and you are really doing because besides that i don't see any other reason why you know if the military should take over uh at best if the military are truly in favor of the people they can stand down they can decide because at the end of the day when you look at it it is the military that is still being used to clamp down on the people um these are leaders you know who Are elected or selected, as some might say, you know, they don't come directly with a knife to your house. It is the military, it is the police and other armed uh, forces that they use to, um, to, to, to trample down on the people, right? So, if the military is really in favor of uh, the better or really wants the best for Africa, I believe that we should see it. We should see these things being... Pr- I, I saw a video today of the Niger, uh leaders in the stadium and the same thing that we saw in... Was it broken and fast? So one of those other countries, Mali or so, you know, the same script acting out like, you know, they're they are in a stadium and the people are happy and everything. Yeah, okay, that's nice. But at the same time, let us see these things starting to come to play. So uh, and we need to see it fast, you know, so that we don't get ourselves in more in more trouble. But I'm really concerned, you know, that some African countries like Nigeria, where, where our leaders don't have any sort of consciousness and, or, you know, that, any sort of consciousness like we have right now to say, oh, Africa should be free. You could even hear some of their supporters saying a lot of stuff that, you know, it doesn't matter, you know. The, you know, you know but at the same time, uh, that's my concern. And I do hope that countries like Nigeria and uh, Ghana and the rest of you know uh, the countries that are under ECOWAS you know, um, would not be used as a tool to prevents the liberation of Africa because it it needs to happen and we should be glad that this is even happening in our lifetime so like um flyer has said i really agree with what he said everyone should has a role to play you know enough is enough of us reading history books and celebrating other people we have an opportunity right now to you know uh, add our voices to add our efforts into into the conversation and uh, to push for the liberation you know of 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 Africa and i think that with all of the education that we have right now we are more than capable the only thing that we need to talk about maybe on a uh subsequent episode is technology we are not going to liberate ourselves without technology we are not go- it's not going to happen because when you look at even if we say if we say the military should join in when you look at it the the weapons that they have were well, sold to them well, by who
1: that's, that's, that's the same guys that we're trying to free technology ourselves technology from so why we do, why to why tell you that these guys don't like military they are not just fighting with um what's it called um was um a k forty seven or like i don't know machete like or something the Wagner
4: group you're talking about is another is another no, because we be going from the of West technology to and the military in isolation that's what we're like, talking about um, technology, so i yeah, think we
1: can fight with technology like um yeah if you if the military is like yeah. No, 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 no. I was
4: speaking. I was speaking as, uh, and I was saying the mil- the military. They need technology. The jets they are going to use to fight. The weapons they are going to use. It's all technology. And what they have so far are things that have been supplied to them by the West, and that is the unfortunate situation. So was to tell you that if you wanted, if these guys, the, okay, let's take out Russia from the from the picture. If these guys decide to clamp down on us in Africa today you know take out where russia can africa stand alone and defend itself military for weapon for weapon whatever it takes you know so i think that we should start having that conversation around technology make sure that you know you know i don't want to even bring that in you know you know make sure that wakanda is not a, just a movie but a reality where we have technology to defend ourselves from these people because we're not going to all of our people all across the world need to pay attention to africa whatever you've learned whatever you know and even those people who are here who have those knowledge already need to find a way that we have the technological know-how to build weapons because you're not going to defend yourself with talk you're going to need you to to have weapons that can um, stop these guys from coming into, in you know, to Africa. We need to look at ourselves. Like this podcast is still going to be posted to a platform owned by the West, and that those are some of the problems that that we are talking about. We should look inwards. We should look have. African platforms. We should have African social media. We need to ha- e- until you are ready to do that. We are. I think we are still a long uh, walk from freedom. You know, except we want to depend on the conscience of the West. When you tell them Leave us alone, and they will just feel like, oh, I'm going to leave you guys alone. You know, because I feel like it's bad for All my right, okay Thank
1: yeah. you. I just wanted to put so, so that's just it my little uh, contribution yeah. to, to, right. to this. Yeah. So let's let's have sign a show. If there is anything that we should take home, right?
3: is that I would like that we are in a place where we have this convergence of ideas. You know, ideas might be different, but at some point we need to bring everything back home. What exactly is the goal? right? You know, when we started the conversation, we painted a picture. I did paint a picture that what we have currently is a free for all. Thank you, Flyvister, for giving me that line. Wherein the civilian rulers and rulership, right, is not particularly uh, tied to the military. Civilian rulers, right, are calling the shot. They're having a feed day, so the military guys too. We find that attractive, or might find it attractive. So, we might need to continue to look at that and then, of course, think about it. Of course, before we leave, we would also like to take Etidre's thoughts, Avrican uh, star's thought in pattern, and then, of course, move away uh, for the day. From there, Etidre, let's have you.
2: Oh, thank you for inviting me once again. It's been wonderful discussing with you guys. But my own parting shot is this: neoclonalism, we are not just fighting in t- uh, Western or Eastern interests. We are fighting their collaborators on the whole continent and they are the they are the real guys we have to fight so thank you
4: thank you very much that's lovely i think that's that's the take home their collaborators you know are over here thank you very much all right, guys, it's been a wonderful episode. And uh uh do all to follow us on all of our social media platforms, which will be written in the description. And um Hetty Dre, a flyer, thank you for coming on board. And I do hope that you join us, you know, some other time, you know, so we can tap from that wisdom and knowledge <laughs> that you guys always bring.
1: Thank you. <laughs> all right, guys. Yes, an African. Nobody is coming to save you. I am, I, I am coming. I am coming. Yay. We'll save. Oh, yes, Father Christmas. You're listening to the Out of the Box podcast with Timmy, Halisa, and Sinashaw.